0: head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading.
1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network new shows every day find us at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from
0: Hello! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to episode 148A of Tales with TR, technically episode 201. So, uh, thanks for following me along for the ride in the two century mark. Upward and onward, I say, here we go a great time of year, man. I love it. I love the spring. Uh, the days are getting longer, which is awesome. We had a lot of fucking snow last week. 30 centimeters one night snow day. Oh my God. Probably the biggest dump of the winter, but still some optimism. If the exact same snowfall happens at this time six months ago, it's the same kind of weather. It might even be a little warmer, but... but the days get shorter there's a feeling of negativity to me it might be ever so slight uh but it's in october november december those are gloomy months um but uh the payoff is spring and uh you know i'm only talking to a, a fraction of the audience i suppose i know a lot of you listener you're from australia which is on a completely different clock than we are um You know, a lot of people are from, I don't know, the southern United States, wherever the fuck they they don't have to deal with winter, which is a lot of the earth. Uh, But there is something to be said in in Canada, for example, a lot of places. But for us Canadians, you know, you can identify with each other because and once the spring comes and, you know, like I said, 30 centimeters the other day, but it's melting. The next day was nine degrees, right? out with a t-shirt on uh, earlier today. Might be a little chilly, five, six degrees, but it can be done, right? People start jogging, the snow's melting. The The sound of, I had a river behind my house and, you know, you go out now to get in the car and you can just hear it's a lot more water. It's a lot more rapid, a lot rougher than it normally is, right? And that's just the sound that you associate. You don't even think of it. It's like osmosis with the spring. The day's getting longer. Clocks went... Ahead, ahead. Last week, so it's like immediate. There's an extra hour, and the days are getting a few minutes longer each day. Anyway, it's a great fucking time of year. Playoffs are about to start. Baseball season is about to start. Um, I think this is my favorite time of year, sports-wise, and uh, just just as a fucking civilian of as a human, a resident of planet Earth, it's a great time. And as I mentioned, I lived in Orlando. I loved Orlando. My last pro team I played on. But what I did notice, and I went back a few times, but you know, I went, I was December till, I stayed down till June 2003, 2004, I believe it was. We won the Orlando Seals at the time. They changed their name over to the Seals for a couple of years. Now it's back to the Solar Bears. It was the Solar Bears for most of their existence. But anyway, I played for the Orlando Seals. I did notice that that there's not as big, of course, as a seasonal change. There is. People don't think there is in Florida. But if you go to Florida in December or January, you're not getting the same weather. You know, it's, it's cooler. There were days that I didn't feel comfortable in shorts. But, I mean, it's great. It's Florida. And it's to me, it's per- almost perfect weather if you take away the tendency for major storms and shit like that. Um but the weather's great, right? North Carolina, that now you're starting to that whole area, you know, the, the the southern United States. I'm more familiar with the eastern seaboard. I've been west, of course, to play against teams and I've been to California, but I'm talking the southern United States. Like I haven't ventured all over Texas like I'd like to, or Alabama or Louisiana. I've been there, right? Went to Nashville last year, but I'm seeing Nashville. Right. Tennessee's pretty far south. Um, and we're talking more east than west, I guess, aren't we? So that's, you know, and I played in the Atlantic Coast League, the East Coast League, the American Hockey League, right? Even in the NHL, we went down, we played rally, and we played, I mean, I didn't play. I think I played one game in Florida, but was there for like four or five if you count the the lightning. Anyway, point being, I've spent time down there, and, and there is, I mean, it's great. People are generally in a great mood. I mean, that's why you move there, right, for the weather, a lot of people, um, that's why I, I enjoy going there, but there there is a sense in places like this of real sense of spring, I mean people start to get I mean each day is almost intoxicating uh, especially the days that start to warm up, right, you see people out being active um, you know often in, people think in Newfoundland we get crazy cold we don't it's one of the mildest st john's is one of the mildest places uh, weather-wise if you talk temperature in all of canada you look it up look it up it's just that we're right on the water so we get a lot of precipitation so we we get a lot of snow we get a lot of snow still but this year we didn't have snow i I think till february maybe mid-january that happens a lot seasons tend to come late because we're on the water so snow stays late, but it also doesn't come right away. Uh, but the uh, oh what was it? Uh, oh yeah, but but we do like you might see if you just watch the weather channel, you'll see we get dumped on a lot, right? Thirty centimeters. We might not have another storm or big dumping for a month or two, but it's gonna happen. And uh, the next day, like I said, even in the dead of winter, it might be above zero. It might be five degrees. The day after being minus ten, but we don't get like minus thirty, like Manitoba, like most parts of Canada. I don't know why my head went right to Manitoba. I played in the Western League, and I remember bus broke down outside of Brandon. We had to walk like the remaining five hundred yards. It's the first time I remember like breathing in and really feeling my nose hairs, right? Like, or, or, or like the the. Literally, I guess, yeah. Without getting gross about it, the insides of my nose were freezing. Uh, I actually remember that happening in Cornell, BC too. It was fucking cold up there. When you get to start plugging your car in overnight, remember seeing that for the first time in Cornell. Went there, pulled into the rink first day, people plugging their car in. What's going on, right? in, in, in before electric cars, I mean, uh, just to keep them warm overnight. So they'd start in the morning. I remember uh, in Cornell, yeah. So it wasn't Brandon, I guess. It was Cornell. My first memories of that. 14 or 15 years old. If I'll never forget, the number was minus 33. I don't know what it is now, but if it hit minus 33, we were off school. And I remember missing almost a week straight because it was like minus 34, minus 35. Yeah, we all went out anyway and played hockey on the pond. I, I never understood it because school is indoors and everybody... I mean, people went out and whatever, although it was fucking freezing, freezing. But, you know, you adapt and deal with it. But anyway, that was the dude... And I'd never heard of that before. It getting so cold that school would be canceled. Am I complaining? No. Because Newfoundland, even though it's warmer and milder, we do get a lot of snow and it's often wet right and you get a lot of wind with it um a lot of places out west at least where I was like I said let's say Cornell for example Cornell's in mid-BC they say northern but it's pretty much it's smack dab in the center of British Columbia as a province right like and um yeah it would you know it would be light fluffy snow that would fall snow that you could skidoo on right away uh you know, a lot of the lakes would freeze freeze over almost pristine, like like glass. Right? They didn't get as much. But we might get that fluffy snow, not even half the time. Sometimes it's mixed with rain. It'll go back and forth. It turns to sleet. It's windy. Right? When our our ponds freeze over, but immediately it's like snow and slush, and you got to really cultivate it. You got to really stay on top of it. I love Newfoundland, but even though it's milder in the winter, I won't necessarily say it's any better because our snow is accompanied with wind and rain and shit. Whereas uh, if you can deal with the cold, and Elaine and I, geez, a couple months ago went to Montreal. I remember it was minus 25, but we walked to the rink from maybe five blocks away and she said, you know, Dad, it, is it really colder than it gets in Newfoundland? It doesn't feel like it. I'm like, yeah, it's way colder, but it's not accompanied with fucking 100-kilometer gusts, right, coming off the ocean. Might even be 20 degrees. Our first days will really being nice Celsius. Why would that? I don't know. Like a nice day. 20 to 30 Celsius would be, I think, around... 75 or 85 fahrenheit so uh for all you americans so you know and and when it starts to turn the corner right we'll get a day 21 degrees but if it's in june and the icebergs are floating by and the wind is coming east to west then it's and it's windy at all it, it feels cold like it's the wind is cold And the wind stops, and you can feel the heat. And then it starts up a little bit again, and it's like freezing. It's weird. And people wonder why we get fog, right? Combine that with, I guess it's like being around the mountains. Now, would I trade it? No. Love where I live. Picturesque. It's beautiful. People are active, even though the weather sucks. You know, a lot of people skidoo or ski or hike or whatever it would be. And in the summertime, there's all kinds of great scenery and animal life and uh, things to do. St. John's itself, 150,000, 200,000 people, I guess slightly more in the whole metropolitan area. And, uh, you know, this is where I grew up, so it's just enough. But it feels like a, a city to me. If someone came from Toronto, of course, being 7 or 8 million, maybe they would think it's small town like but uh, we got great culture I think, great culture I mean that's totally subjective isn't it But we have a thriving history a thriving downtown an interesting heritage and history we don't lack anything the movie theaters are here, the bands come through we have a nice, we have a minor pro hockey team Um, bands I mean concerts, we get I mean the Yeah, I mean we get the odd super act, you know, Elton John, Pearl Jam, like fifteen years ago when Pearl Jam were not their at their peak but close. Um, you know, so Tom Petty, I remember, came here. They'll they'll come here and play like three or four shows, right? In the summertime, you get the big what do we have in the summer? We've had oh god, uh a a lot, but Salmon Fest itself, just one little Party in the middle of Newfoundland, Kiss and Aerosmith. I I could start listing the absolute biggest concerts. I don't know, Katy Perry or I don't know Lady Gaga, Green Day. That they, they would we would tend to, we would fly to Toronto for those and make a little bit of a road trip. Just giving you what it feels like to live on an island. Um, but. For the You know, or go to an NHL game. You know, you got to get on a flight. That's the thing. That kind of fucks us, right? Like, in order to go to that... We got great seats at the game uh, as alumni. I, uh, You know, I get a great deal. I get a few free tickets a year and some deals on random other games. They try to do what they can for us. And I took Penny Lane up, so the seats were next to nothing. But, you know, we got to spend... A plane ticket is usually four figures each... Right, return in a hotel, and you know, you don't want to go for one night. And you, you're going to spend that money on a plane ticket. You might as well stay for a few. So he, he, any of the above, you go to a concert, or you want to go to a Raptors game or a sporting event, whatever it might be. It, it's always because you got to take time off. You got to spend more money than everybody else. that got to drive there. You know, I, I mean, that's one thing I love about spending time. And when I work in Toronto, is that you know I want to go to a game. In Pittsburgh, I can drive there in a couple hours, right? Or that whole New England area, like in the AHL, the American Hockey League. I played three years, parts of four, parts of five. And, uh, you know, say I was in Hershey, which is a small little place in Pennsylvania. I mean, small, I mean, like 15,000 people. I mean, Harrisburg is probably 20 minutes away, if I remember correctly. And, you know, but they would... They, they would get as many fans to the game as there was in the community almost. Of course, yes, like Harrisburg and other places close. But it was a real big-time hockey community. But I hadn't really heard much. It's where the Hershey's factory is, right? Hershey's Kisses and all that chocolate. And uh, so it's an interesting place to play. But a lot of people, before you go there, would go, oh, man, like there's so many great better places in the league. But I'm not saying everybody said that. But, you know, on first glance, Hershey, why would I want to go there when I can go play in... I don't know, Albany, which is next to New York City or close to New York City. Well, A, outside of my point, it's great to play for. I mean, that reminded me of Swift Current. You know, they don't have a lot of people either. There's all kinds of small town Canadian places that get, you know, overrepresented by their fan base. I mean, I remember that going to Swift. I think it's like 10,000 people and like five would be at the game. I'm like, man, that's big time support. Right. Um, What's well, like that in Hershey, right? Small, small, small little place. The bar was shaky's we used to go to, and it was like a little hole in the wall. I think it was an ex-player owned it. But uh, anyway, I just loved having access to everything. Literally anywhere in those eastern Divi- any of those teams, you can go see. It's not that far from New York City, right? Uh, now, I like to play in Boise, Idaho for the opposite reason. There's no, not many pro things around. You're the only... Really within a hundred, two hundred, three hundred miles of Boise, Idaho, there's not much else going on professional sport wise. So it's interesting for that, but I, I enjoyed experiencing that. But if I was, you know, an actual if I if I was from the United States, the US of A, and I was I had to pick an area, not a city, because there's some great cities down south. They're just more separated. Outside of the obvious being California, I don't mind that New England area. i pick a nice, like Connecticut. There's some nice open kind of, Even you know, Hartford gets a bad rap. I didn't mind Hartford. Um, uh, I love Boston. I love Cape Cod. That would probably be number one, uh, my destination in the summer. Anyway, I just love that. Even there, Boston, right? There's just so much... Within a little driving, you know, I drive six hours and I'm in Cornerbrook in Newfoundland. That's like the biggest center outside of St. John's. It's like beautiful drive. Go through some cool communities in their own right. Clarenville, Gander, Grand Falls being three of them. You For you hockey fans, all three won. Herders, uh, Allen Cups. Actually, Gander didn't win the Allen Cup, but you get what I'm laying down. They're right on the highway. There's the beautiful coves and communities from, oh God, Fogo. Check out the Fogo Island Inn to Mary's town Marystown, uh, Buren, which is the, those places are close to Saint Pierre Miquelon. We got French Island, real close. Doesn't get talked about enough. Like 15 minute ferry ride from um, the south part of the Avalon. It's uh, Avalon Peninsula is the eastern Newfoundland. Uh, anyway, you know, it's, I love Newfoundland for many reasons. I wouldn't be living here. I wouldn't be choosing to raise my daughter here. But bonus in, uh, when we're on the mainland, as I call it, and stationed for a little while, I take advantage because people, I think in Toronto, I think someone would think the drive to Pittsburgh is, a lot of people would say that's par. For us, it's a joke. It's a fucking podcast and a, it's a meal or two in the car and a and a podcast. It's a good time. It takes me that to get to Gander. I mean, I was playing for Cornerbrook senior hockey and it was a six hour drive. We drove sometimes, we flew more than anything, but uh anyway. What the fuck am I talking about, eh? What is this guy talking about?
1: The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see what they have in store. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Leah Hextall was an interesting guest, and uh, I had mostly positive feedback. I didn't have any real, real bad neg- uh, negative stuff, but I and I, I read some stuff online and try to be objective about it. I understand when people say, "Oh, well, you know," she got given the role because of her gender. <laughs> I'll stop short there, though. I don't think it was because of her gender or because of her family. Like when I talked to her, I didn't realize she went to, you know, she went to broadcasting school and you ask any player, there's only so many do it. Not, not everybody's O-Dog and just makes the transition. And even now, there's some ex-players doing it that I cringe when I hear them. I won't name them because I support them all. I'm glad they got where they got. Take the money while you can, man, take it while you can, bank it. But some aren't very good. They got it because they're ex-players. And what do I say about them? Right? I think, let's say a P.J. Stock, when he started, I didn't think he was very good. Then he became great, right? He's got some awesome insight. He, he learned his way around the job. They chose him, I believe, for potential. They saw that in him. Maybe at first he wasn't the most articulate, but he always had a point. He saw the game well. And you know he grew into being a pretty good broadcaster or analyst or whatever you want to say. I think with her, gender stands out because it sounds so much different. And I've been, there's times in my life, I don't want to be a hypocrite, that I thought that. I'd be like, you know, that's bullshit. This, you should always take the best candidate. Yeah, but then I thought about it. In hockey, you don't even always do that. Like, I remember at 16 in, in Tri-Cities, if you were just to look, I mean, I was their first round pick coming in as a 14-year-old. As a so, you know, they, they knew they were going to play me at some point. And by the time I was 17 or 18, they would hope that I was growing into myself as a player. Excuse me one sec. Sorry about that. Um, I was getting a call. Somebody who claimed to to be Canada Revenue. And uh, someone made a mistake on my account, apparently. If I could only give them my social insurance number and birth certificate, it'll be all good. In other words, fraud. Anyway, yeah, like I remember, but they kept me as they do with rookies often because they see the potential, right? And I do think that things nowadays, a lot of things are too woke and there, they're, there's often things that make me cringe when it comes to like wokeness and and well I mean I got fired for chugging a beer and I worked for a beer company but when it comes to opportunity I you know there's two different things not not every single woke thing makes me cringe I if I was a woman and I got a daughter now right so I kind of she asked me these questions right like she asked me the other day why isn't it just the best why can't girls play in the NHL and the answer probably isn't going to, you know, it's, it's tough to articulate that answer. But if you take the physical part of it out, so, you know, if you take the, the physical differences of men, and there are obviously, right? There are, we can't ignore that. So if you take the physical differences of men and women out of it, why shouldn't Leah Hextall be able to comment on the game and the more I thought about it from her perspective, and this would be years ago, really, and I still think that you got to be good. But and I, but I'll get there. And it, it, point being, I think you got to be good, but I think you sh- you should have a bit of a learning curve window. Um, there are only so many Foster Hewitts, Bob Coles, Gord Millers, and even Gord Miller. You know, a lot a lot of the time, guys like that get shit because they didn't play. But I mean, they know the game inside and out. Right, um now with Leah, it does sound different to have a girl doing the call I, I got to admit, and it it at first, I didn't necessarily like it, but again, if you put this conversation twenty years ago, I say, don't keep her on the foot- why is she on the fucking air, taking a chance away from one of us, which looking back. I mean, you learn, right? You live and you learn. Could be seen as a little bit ignorant. I do understand the point of view. I totally, totally understand it. But you got to understand, not everybody, you know, she doesn't have to get hired. ESPN aren't idiots. So they gave her an opportunity. If she, I'm sure, at the end of a three-year run, is horrible then she won't be asked to go again but she should get points for being the first person to trailblaze that like i said the first person through the wall is going to get cut right but now there'll probably be other women coming after her and it's not going to seem as weird remember the hockey night in canada song everybody freaked out for you canadians when it got changed and ron mcclain went on there and he said yeah but at some point this new song will be Song that you associate with Hockey and Can, you'll love it and you'll talk about it and you'll play it on your phones and everything. And that kind of is what's happening. They got both going now, but as I like the old song as well. What's well, it? It's it just the new one just started to sound normal to me. I think that's part of it. Um, now if she went on and started to comment on things that are out of her league or what the best I don't know out of her league would be a bad way to put it out of her. You know, Leah can't talk about what it's like to take a cross-check in front of the net, but neither can Bob McKenzie. Now, Bob McKenzie, I remember him being fucking phenomenal from day one, right? I do. But there, at some point, maybe he wasn't on the air, but there's a learning curve. Some people adapt quicker than others. Like I said, P.J. Stock. I don't know, Anthony Stewart. There's all kinds of players that go on, and at first it sounds like they got marbles in their mouth, right? But you're taking them on potential, and they did play. I mean, in the end, there is something to be said for someone who played the fucking game. I'm not saying there's not. But, like, you know, it's nice to have a different perspective. You got to realize half the fucking audience, the goal is to be female. Now, how are you going to do it, right? If you want to grow the game and everything, how are you going to do it? And that's the way I see it now. And I don't know if it's having a daughter or coaching uh, female teams in the summer, going to so many ball hockey events and rooting for my friends with Team Canada. Usually it's at the same time or Team Newfoundland. Maybe that's it. Maybe looking at this. Now, I believe that, what's the word? I believe, again, there's something to be said for having played the game, right? In Leah's case, she grew up around the game uh, and went, like, spent time at school, received a diploma in broadcasting and radio and Canadian Academy. What was it, a radio, film, and broadcasting? Um, But it, it... And to me, that isn't woke, that's ESPN making a choice, right? I'm only saying that because a lot of people are just, like the feedback, even the positive stuff, people say, oh, Terry, like, I listen to Leah and she's great. Fuck that woke stuff. I, I just don't know if I want to put it all in the same. Like, I can't even really define woke. But I know certain things are at the far end of the spectrum, okay? Should, I, I firmly believe that I shouldn't be able to right now go call myself a woman and be able to... If I want to go call myself a woman, fine. It would be a weird choice. I'm sure everybody here would say, what the fuck? Now he wants to be a girl? It would be weird. But it's my right to do it. And think what you will. If I wanted to do it, I could do it. But I don't think I should be able to go and be, be able to compete in the olympics as a girl. That's science. I don't give a fuck what you say. We're made up differently. I mean, we are. And if it I don't know, I would think, now I'm not putting down girls. I'm sure there are girls out there that could beat me in every Olympic event. When I say me, I'm making a personal, I mean, but there's all kinds of guys. Let's say the guy that finishes 7th in shot put. Okay? Now I don't know. I am not look I haven't done the research. But I bet you the guy who comes seventh in shop put often might come in the top three on the other side. And I don't think it's fair to just go and now if you want to be a woman, fine, to each their own. Go get married, do whatever you're gonna do. Do I think we should have seventy two genders? No. Again, that's probably woke. But Guys, girls, whatever—I don't care. Sex, wherever you choose—I just never understood it. Even growing up and guys getting judged, why do I care where they put their dick? What the fuck do I care? It's so stupid, and it's this dividing line. And that—I mean—that literally divides populations. Everybody's got an opinion. Who gives a shit? What? Why do I care where you stick your cock? It has no bearing on my life whatsoever. It normally happens, but if you do it out at the bus stop, okay. Now we got a problem. If you do it on my lawn, now we got a problem. You're on a plane. You just start fucking in the seats. Okay, red flag, right? Right? You're walking around the mall. You just decide to bend somebody over by the fucking... Pretzel stand, red flag. But other than that, that should be the only real opinion on sex. Other than that, what the fuck do I care? Right? So that's my opinion. I mean, I think it can go. But so having a, not that has that, that has anything to do with Leah Hextall. I just mean, you know, we are in that time. You, you got to open the game to new fans as well, Right? look at me, a 40-odd fucking white guy who played hockey and and plays a character that plays hockey on TV, played physical hockey, dropped the gloves, part of the old school, as you quote-unquote. Of course, I'm going to like certain things about the game and probably prefer Bob Cole to anybody. But more and more people, the game's going more global. Right And and the female game is picking up momentum, it seems, by the month. So why not pepper the coverage with female representatives? And why not groom them to be the best that they can? And who better than someone that went to school for it and comes from a hockey background and worked hard? Listen to those stories going up in the... uh, I loved when she said, you know, she would go to games on her own and just play by play into a tape recording just to play back for herself to improve. That's no different than Sidney Crosby going in his basement and shooting at the opening there, in the dryer for the washer dryer for hours upon hours each night, which he did. It's no different than. Me getting up at the crack of dawn and putting on my skates and working on my skating out on the pond, uh, Powers Pond up in Mount Pearl. It's no different, right? Than the Alex Newhook is at power conditioning for two, three hours a day in the summer, working on his game and sweating and making himself stronger and quicker and more agile and trying to get to his peak performance by the peak part of his hockey career, which is now and the next few years. She was doing no different than those people were. And what are they determined? They're focused. Alex Newhook wasn't an NHLer when he was 18. But within a few years, he became a good NHLer, and now he has a Stanley Cup. And I'm sure that when his first couple of games were played... There were better players on the roster. They were grooming him. I'm sure that my first... Well, whos my first game against? The fucking Legion of Doom, Philadelphia Flyers in 1996. I'm, I know that there were people in the organization more qualified, but they were giving me a taste. Right? I'm sure a lot of people... There was as much backlash then about some kid from Newfoundland that couldn't skate very well in the starting lineup for the Montreal Canadiens. No different. Right? It just didn't have to do with my gender. So I guess it is different. And uh, with Leah, you know, it became a gender thing. I think we'll get to a point that it will be simply the best get the job. But we got to give as many groups, marginalized groups, opportunities before that happens or else it just becomes an all boys club and I love the all boys club I really do I'm part of the all boys club it's fucking great right it's great but it's not great for everybody and that is you know you grow the game you just speak to more people and you try to be positive positive. And uh, to me, that would be probably the biggest straight Positive, you know, does this person carry himself or herself in a positive manner? Do they know the game? Can they get better? Are they focused? Do they work hard? And when they're in a room, what kind of energy? You know, what are we getting here? Is it a stern, kind of abrupt energy? Is it a welcoming energy? Uh, Think of whoever you might... Who your favorite broadcasters are, right? I don't know. Who do I like? I like Cherry and McLean. They're both... I know that divides people, but they're both friends. They've both been great to me at different times. I hope they still talk. According to Don, not much. But um, I don't ask Ron about it. I talk to Ron more. I don't ask him about it. But anyway, those two. Now, that what did they... Because every time I would walk in a room and they would be there, you know, and they would just always be such almost a bulldozer of energy and positivity. And for Ron, he could artic- articulate a, a, a paragraph, a sentence, a thought so well and, and bring, like, he's a historian. He's smart anyway. Uh, he, he, You know, Ron, I bet you got great marks. Don is more old school. I'm not saying he's not smart, but Don really knows the game inside and out. He lived it. He played it. He coached. He has a slightly different background than Ron, but uh, and that's why I think they both worked well together. But being in a room with them, there was an energy. Um, Bob McKenzie, there I don't know him all the pieces. I've been in a room with him a few times. Great energy. Jason Strudwick, uh, Ryan Rashag. I do uh, the Got Your Back podcast with those guys. Very very positive energy. Uh, it, it when we go to hit record, I'm totally at ease. Struds. There's a guy. Struds had to kind of grow into it. He was an ex player, got the job. I listened to Struds. I didn't always know Struds that well, but I met him really early on when we were like, I, I, I was 17. I guess he would have been 19. I mean, we played them in the playoffs. We played them fucking what seemed like 20 times a year, probably legit 12 times a year, Um, when he was in Kamloops and I was in Tri Cities. I followed his career. I met him when Sheldon Surrey was playing at Edmonton. Struds was on the team there. I remember being at the draft we never really knew each other but and we got a lot of the similar friends trans sam with joaquin gage you know the edmonton sports slash hockey community is real tight it's real tight might be the tightest of uh the hockey communities that i know of so but i remember so i paid attention is what i'm saying so i remember Strud's right off the bat like you know he hiccuped a little bit out of the gate but he's fantastic now, like I love listening to him he can articulate he can relate it to you as a as a fan as a player um as an ex player and Ryan Rashog there's a guy Ryan right Ryan played for Kamloops, but early on wanted to be a journalist, didn't play any pro, but he went to school and you can tell when you hear Ryan Rashog man he's very well spoken the tone of his voice with those people that that host or or do play-by-play, I don't know, I'm thinking Gordon Miller. You know, it's a tone of a voice. But all those guys, if you're in a room, it's positive hockey knowledge and energy. Even if they disagree with something, you know, you kind of want to hear more. And I really do see Leah evolving, and I don't think she's there, but I think she's way ahead of where she started. And she's, but when I say she's not there, she, she she is. I I think she's great. I just don't think she's absolutely hit her stride yet. Um, that comment she made to Wayne Simmons, uh, you know, that, that was, um, it was edgy. She took a chance, but she's willing to do that. And she needs to do that for the women that come behind her. I do think so. So for everybody that when I say I don't think she's there, I didn't. I didn't mean that. Um, she's better than I ever would be at it. I just mean I think she's still like when I we'd go back and listen to Bob Cole when he first came. There are and I read his book, and he was great. He always had that voice for it and the knowledge of the game. But I think he just became some of his legendary calls. And you know the oh baby right when he found that he to me he. He had become Bob Cole, and then we got a couple of decades, I guess more than that, of Bob, confident, dialed in, this is what I am. I think Leah is a catchphrase or two, and maybe, you know, I wouldn't know what to put, but maybe a few more games experience from being great, I really do. Uh, You might laugh at that, but I think so. And she's uh, anybody that works that hard and uh, puts the time in and knows the game and wants to get better, has to get better. So I don't know who you are out there if you still don't think so and you're like, ah, fuck, bah, humbug. She sucks. I don't know what you are. If you're a pipe fitter or a teacher or a doctor or a plumber, think about when you first started. Think about it. You're a welder, say, okay, or an electrician. Say when you first went out and and, and got, right, there's an apprenticeship to that. Why? Because you're not going to be great at the start. There's a huge learning curve, even when you start making money, right? Think about your first paid gigs. You weren't what you are now. You weren't refined. You're always getting better. But at the very, very start, you could make an argument. There's lots of people better no matter what you did. I can say that about every single thing I did, including, including podcasting, and I got a long way to go. I've been yapping now for what? Almost an hour? Not exactly the smoothest. Right? But once again... I turned on the mic. I said, I got really nothing to talk about today. I put down a few things on paper. I know we got a lot of Canadian hockey fans here. We got a lot of Ottawa Senators fans who are really turning it on lately and and becoming, dare I say, one of my, I won't say favorite, but one of the teams. They're in the top half of the league and the teams I prefer watching, I tell you that. They got a bit of feistiness to them. Um... They're creative, and they're missing Josh Norris, man. I think they're going to be. I do. I think they're going to be a weapon in the coming years. I played with DJ Smith, their coach, and fuck. If I knew one thing out of DJ, I was getting a hard-working game. I was getting everything he got. He might make a mistake here or there, but fuck, man. He'd make you pay. He wasn't scared to fight anybody, and you didn't see him pull the shoot in fucking hard games like Philadelphia or Lowell or Wooster, you know. Games in November, on the road fucking cold not even half the fucking rink full going out there a few tough guys out of the lineup go guide, games you're like fucking dreading that you just got to talk yourself through well dj didn't dj was always injured cuz he played that hard but he wasn't a guy to fucking sit out because of it i played with him one full year on the st johns maple leafs and it's no surprise to me he's a coach. Um, it really isn't. Um, he was uh, dedicated, disciplined, tough. We got in our disagreements, but a good teammate. We were friends, good teammate. He'd let you know straight up right away. Right away. And I like that about him. I guess that was the uh, future coach in him. Anyway... A lot of people now listening that are Canadian fans that uh, had a lot to talk about. Um, and I didn't really get to any of it again. But I felt that needed to be said about Leah because I appreciate her coming on. And it really, I, I couldn't believe some of the backlash that happened online. And again, i I understand some of it with people saying, you know, that weren't informed, maybe piping up too soon. We all are quick to judge. I guess we all aren't, but I have been and a lot of people. I'm just saying if you were, sit back, breathe, think about it, and listen. Don't just go to YouTube and listen to a couple of times that she fucked up, right? Because that's what's going to get attention. It always does. My da- Things go to YouTube that don't necessarily represent the person. It's like my daughter, man, when she asked me. She asked me, remember, I, I think I posted something like a not even a year ago of, of scoring a goal. Because she said, Dad, did you ever score a goal? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't know. Type on YouTube, would you? Because it's just Terry Ryan and 30 fights pop up. But I know they are on there, so I recorded a few. I showed her, and I showed her, like, my draft year and everything. I mean, I didn't have a leg to stand on when it came to my NHL stats, but when it came to pro and junior, she's like, oh. I said, yes, that's the reason I left. I go, like, you know, the rink that I take you to and – the soccer field, I grew up down here too, right? I, I wasn't thinking, beating the shit out of guys that did get in a lot of fights. But I, I wasn't practicing my craft on the soccer field, beating the shit out of people, right? I wasn't fighting every fucking day. I wasn't in boxing. I didn't, you know, grab people. There was no goon in minor hockey. It's not the way it worked. And she really, really wasn't sure, right? I was like, no, no, I had to explain it all. And anyway, same sort of thing with Leah. And uh, the game there, the game that she called Luke Milmock, we talked about, right? I thought she was awesome there, but you don't ever see that full game. You might see that one highlight, and she did do a great job. But, you know, same thing. People that want to complain are going to, right? That's the way it's going to be. But uh, really try to make yourself at least well-informed on the subject. Uh, I, I hate Twitter for the cynicism, and we're in this day and age on social media where people can make an immediate comment And a lot of them are are, are cynical or negative or pessimistic. The only thing I can really hope for, at least to the people I'm talking to or with, is try to have an open mind and take in all the information. Because I was definitely where you were at one point. I remember in Cincinnati playing there, and they said Haley Wickenheiser was going to come and try to... Phil Esposito was our owner. I remember he he gave a game to... He gave a game. Manon Rayom. She probably deserved it. I wasn't at that camp. But... In the early 90s and then he came and he owned our team in cincinnati him and cuba gooding jr that's a whole story i should tell sometime they took us to fucking europe for camp we we went through and played like teams in italy and switzerland spent like a month overseas uh it was awesome but anyway and he talked about it was it was a big deal they it was in the hockey news she was set she was playing in finland i think or she ended up going there but she was going to come and play try her hand in the east coast league and the first thing i said was i oh, can't wait for her to practice i'm going to put her through the boards i remember saying that being offended as a man that she could come in and, and take a spot as one of the guys and she thinks she's this good but it, man that was an ignorant take it was an ignorant take you know for the ground breaking move that that would have been i mean the barriers broken and now i have a daughter and I get where it was coming from. It was probably an ill-advised league and team at the time. She ended up going to Finland, I think, playing Division Two and doing okay, and which I'm sure made a lot of females, young and old, a- across the nation, continent, and world smile, right? And if you're a guy and you got beat out by her, then more power to her. Start working harder. Get to the fucking gym. I don't know. But, you know, so our our opinions often evolve, right? That's the way it goes. I mean, that's why communication, discussion, debate is good. Um, If people like Leah do anything, they plant a seed. And even though part of the debate might be cynical, might be negative, might be legit. Hey, maybe she goes another four years and sucks and then I'll eat my words. And that's deserved. I just don't think that. I, I think overall she's a uh, very, very good play-by-play um, and needs to be just... People need to breathe, relax, and there's going to be female voices call games in the future. It sounds no different than when I hear... You know, you got the, uh, the games now in Hiking in Canada. I got Sportsnet uh, app, so you can watch games from, I think, I forget where, but it there it's an Indian call. It's an East Indian uh call. Well, I guess what would they be speaking? Pakistanian? Pakistani? Punjabi. Punjabi. Hockey night maybe in Punjabi, I think. Am I butchering it? Um anyway. I watch some of those feeds once in a while, right? And it sounds really different. If I'm watching the game in any language other than English or French, because you're kind of used to that, at least here in Canada, it sounds different. It sounds no different than Leah's call to me. I mean, it sounded different, but I mean, the level of... difference from a normal guy calling an NHL game, I thought was as far away from the norm when I hear Leah as I hear someone in another language, be it Punjabi or whatever. So, but when Punjabi, when I'm hearing that, I don't know what they're saying. So I can't really be that critical. Whereas I think a lot of people, when they hear Leah Hextall, it's a girl calling it. And that tone might be so different and they know the language so they can, it's open to more criticism. But I think it's all good. And I love the Hakanite and Punjabi idea. I mean, whatever grows the audience, right? They wouldn't do it if it didn't, Benefit them somehow, right? These big conglomerates, these big companies, Sportsnet, fucking ESPN, whoever—they wouldn't do it if they didn't think it was going to help them somehow in the long run, right? Again, which is potential. Start an idea. Here's the potential. Hopefully, we fulfill it. What were? How many people were listening to Shorzy or watching Shorzy at the very beginning? I would think it had a decent audience. Like anything, we had to build something. Jerry Kiso wrote a show that I guess he thought would appeal to a lot of people as time went. I guess we signed for season two, so, you know, which I'm leaving in five days. I'll talk about that soon. Uh, you know, so I, I guess, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but it, you don't get renewed if they're not decent. Just like anything, an idea is a seed and it grows in it blossoms. You gotta give it time to blossom into a flower, though. You can't get upset when it still looks like a weed, man. Right? Um what else? What else? I think I'm gonna do it. Well, it's 148. I gotta pick my daughter up in 20 minutes. So maybe I'll go get a coffee on the way and leave it at this. My guest in two days, I'm not sure. It, um, yeah, it's one. It's one of four people, and they're all interesting. And my dad wants to come on again, and I won't have a chance to have him on while I'm away. I leave to go do Shorezy for the better part of a couple months on Sunday. A lot of people want to hear from T R Senior, so I might I might go that route, and then uh, could, you know, like I said, I'll be in Sudbury, Ontario. If anybody's up that way, any of my buddies or. I just can't deal with all the messages to my inbox sometimes. But we're going to, at any event, I love socializing and seeing people in person. It's a lot easier to, to absorb. So I know we'll be going to some Sudbury Wolves games. That's for sure. I believe I'll be at the Sudbury game in a week from today. The Wolves play their first, I believe. The Sudbury Wolves are OHL, by the way, Ontario Hockey League. They had a few draft picks playing there now. Those that don't know. Um, so there you go. If you're from the area and you want to meet, you want to talk about this podcast or Shorzy or meet some of the people, no sweat. I'll definitely be at those games. I love going to them. Good luck to the Sudbury Wolves and uh, run them up, fill them in, as we say. But there you go. So I'll be in the area and I'll also be at some Leaps games because I'm going to have some days off. And whenever the Leaps are playing, I'm going to jet down and watch them. It's an exciting time. To not only be a hockey fan, but to be, uh, and not only be a Sudbury Wolves fan, but Toronto Maple Leafs, who knows if they're going to do it this year, but they're definitely going to play t- t- Tampa Bay in the first round. And um, I hope to be there for a little bit of that. And again, follow my feed. If you see I'm going to the game, come say hi. Have a beer, have a chat. I prefer that kind of interaction. I will be uh, doing some events. I don't know what they're going to be yet. So just follow me at Terry Ryan 2020. On Instagram uh, and uh, on Twitter, it's Terry Ryan Twenty. Although, if you've got Instagram, go that route. I'm much more active. If you uh, if you guys are in uh, Saint John's or the area, and uh, you know you want an oil change, change or something of the like, you need new tires, some some shit, Mister Lube. Two locations, Torbay Road, Camout Road, Live, Laugh, Lube. If you want to work out, change your life, get into a positive mindset. Power conditioning on Ropewalk walk lanes, strength and balance for the body and mind. Look no further than power conditioning. Look it up, powerconditioning.com. And uh, they can also be found on Instagram. Ryan Power, a great teacher, great hockey player, great athlete. Be downtown St. John's, you want to have a beer, why not try the Bull and Barrel? Why not go to the Martini Bar, Greensleeves Pub, Trinity Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, or TJ's? Why not go to those places? That's where I like to go have a beer. At least some of the places I do. And uh, if you're going to have a bite to eat, why not do it at Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, and Wedgwood Cafe. True Hockey, take what's yours. And, of course, Pitbull Pain Relief, pitbullpainrelief.com. The pain sticks that just don't quit. I still use them. Use them today. I just got off the ice. Some noon-hour skate with Jamie Tobin and company. I always have my trusty pain stick with me. So check it out, pitbullpainrelief.com. We'll be back in just a few days with an awesome guest. I'm just not sure who it's going to be yet. Shorzy 2, coming real soon. Looking forward to it. See you soon, Sudbury. Stay tuned, everybody. And thanks again for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. See you all again soon. Catch you on The Rebound.